Psalm 143, we're going to read the whole psalm. It's only 12 verses, won't take very long. If you'll follow along, I'll read. Psalm 143, verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness. And enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the works on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. Selah. Hear me speedily, O Lord. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning. <clears throat> For in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for thou art my God. Thy spirit is good. Lead me into the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake. For thy righteousness' sake, bring my soul out of trouble. And of thy mercy, cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul. For I am thy servant. I want to try to preach, I want to try to preach for just a little while on remembering what God has done for you. Our God is good. Even in the valley, God is good. We're going to try to remember what God's done for us. Let's pray. We'll get, get on with it. What a great God you are, Father. We could not begin, we could not begin to have enough time to talk about all your goodness and how blessed we are before, before you and, and, and because we know you as our Heavenly Father. We couldn't begin. And Lord, in this time of year we're in, being thankful for what you have done for us, with us. Lord, even in times like this, there can be dark times. There can be hard times. Um, there can be times of doubt. There can be times of struggle. And Lord, it just seems like the enemy works extra hard during these holiday months. And so I pray tonight, even tonight, that you'd take your word and You'd use it in our lives, Lord, that we would uh, remember what all you've done for us. And that we would be able to rejoice because of that. No matter what might be going on in our hearts and lives, that you'd help us, pull us out of that pit we may be in. Lord, just um, renew our spirit, strengthen us, guide us. 
Father, we need your power to preach. I know that. And I just ask that uh, you'd help us to preach, not just the outline off the page, but Lord, a message that comes from you tonight. Thank you for the good crowd that's out tonight. Lord, bless us, Lord, as we listen to you. We pray that you will and trust you for these things. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing. Thank you. Do be seated. There was a man that invited a friend to go hear a preacher one time, and he told this guy, he said, I want you to come and see the most thankful preacher that I have ever heard. And so they took off to head to the church, and a big storm hit as they were driving to the church. And really, it was a, it was a huge storm. As they went, they thought, well, nobody, nobody's going to be there. And, and it was even voiced between the two. It, it, the preacher's probably not going to be able to even get here. But when they got out to the little country church, uh, there was the preacher uh, sitting on the platform. And the man that was invited said to his friend, look, this guy don't even have anybody to preach to except us. And uh, there's a storm raging outside and it looks like we're going to have a flood before this is all over. And so, you know, I really don't see how this guy's going to have anything to be thankful for tonight. To which his fr- friend replied, oh, he will. He's going to find something. He'll thank God for, for something. So when the preacher finally stood up and bowed his head and began to pray, he prayed something along these lines, Dear Lord, it's awful stormy outside. It looks like the roads may even wash away before we get out of here tonight. It's just a terrible storm. But we're thankful it's not always like this. Storms come through, don't they? Oh no, the dark clouds roll through sometimes. It's, it's just a fact, part of life, part of being Christian. Storms come, but I'm glad it's not like that all the time. Yeah. We should always be able to find something for which we are thankful. I mean, no, come on, it's born again children of God. We should always be able to find something for which we're thankful. No matter how dark the clouds are, no matter how deep the pit may be, no matter what valley we're in, God's always good. He's always good. And you have to ask yourself, really it's a good thing to ask yourself every once in a while, am I thankful? Am I thankful? Am I truly thankful? The secret to being thankful is being uh, thankful. Thankful. Is that a word? It is tonight. Tonight is a word. Being thankful. Those who don't think much don't seem to think much. Thinking about what God has done in our lives. And we really need to do what the psalmist said in verse number five there. He said, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. You know, we see David did a very wise and sensible thing here. Because instead of moping because of all the things that were going on, David began to muse. He began to muse, he began musing. And the word mune, uh, mune, the word muse here 
means to talk to oneself. Uh, some say that to talk to yourself is the first sign of insanity. I really don't see it as a bad problem until you start answering yourself. <clears throat> but in reality, when it comes to spiritual matters in our life, stay with me here. When it comes to spiritual matters in our lives, it can often be the first sign of sanity. Come on, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord when he didn't have anybody else there to do it. And as David talked to himself about God, it did his soul a world of good. You know, instead of worrying over and dwelling on the present with its troubles, we see that David went back to the past with its truths. He went back to the past. He began to think about the God of yesterday. Because the God of yesterday is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's our God, for sure. And remembering what God has done, excuse me, will encourage your spirit. In the first four verses where we read there, David acknowledges his discouragement. He acknowledged that he was discouraged, for sure. Talks about conflict with the enemy has brought him into darkness and despair. Look at verse 3 there. For the enemy hath, per for the en enemy hath persecuted my soul. He has smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Well, preacher, we as Christians, we should just be on a mountaintop all the time. I wish that were possible. Okay, don't look at me in that tone of voice. I wish that was possible. No, I, I wish that was possible, that we could just be on the mountaintop all the time. But it's not that way, is it? Come on, it's not that way. Truly. If we're not careful, we can get into deep despair, can't we? No, I'm talking about us that know the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. There's no doubt in our heart that we have been saved by the grace of God. We have access to God's throne. We can talk to Him anytime we want to. And still, if we're not careful, it can get real dark, can't it? Yes, yes, absolutely, it can. It can. Uh, oh, shoot. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But that's where David is. He, I mean, he, the enemy's brought him into darkness. The enemy's brought him into despair. And not only that, but he goes a little bit further there in verse number four. And he says, therefore, is my spirit overwhelmed within me? My heart within me is desolate. So I'd say that David at this point is pretty down, isn't he? I mean, overwhelmed. Not in the good way that they sing about but in a bad way. David had nowhere to go at this point, nowhere to go but to the Lord, but to God, to talk to Him. So, so he turned his thoughts toward God's goodness and God's works. And he remembered God's mercy, and it encouraged him. Okay, who in here is very glad that God's mercies are new every day? I thanked Him for it this morning. This morning, I thanked him for it, that his mercies are new every single day, every day. Yeah, 
It's good for us to turn our thoughts toward God's goodness and remember God's mercy. And David encouraged himself and the Lord by remembering what God had done. And it cheered him up in a time of this great distress and in despair. So what do we need to remember about God to encourage ourselves? Well, it's always good to remember God's power. God's all-powerful. Come on, He's omnipotent. What does that mean? It just means He's all-powerful. God's all-powerful. And it's good for us to remember God's power. <laughs> there was a husband that asked his wife one time. He said, honey, why do you carry my photo with you all the time? And she said, well, when there's a problem, I look at your picture and I say to myself, what problem can there be greater than this? <laughs> and I'm comforted. <laughs> See, I told your secret right here in front of everybody. It's just right there. It's, it's great. <laughs> you know, however great your problem may be today or whenever, recognizing that the Lord is greater than your problem is a wonderful thing no our god is all powerful i'm saying he's greater than your problem he is greater than your problem he is greater than your problem the lord is greater than your problem it is very good for us to remember that there's no problem he cannot solve there is no need that he cannot supply there's no misery that he cannot relieve and there's no sinner he can't save amen definitely so Romans chapter 15 and verse number 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Aren't you glad you have the Holy Ghost living inside you? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. The power that worketh in us. You know, those times when it gets dark like that, we have no other place to go but to the Lord if we're going to be encouraged. And I'm telling you, we can go. The great thing about God is He already knows everything that's going on in your life. Are you still listening to me? He already knows everything that's going on in your life. Everything. No, if you failed Him, He knows that. If you've been weak, He knows that. Come on, I mean, whatever is going on in your life, He already knows that. And here's the great thing about our wonderful, powerful God is no matter what's going on, He wants you to come to Him. He wants you to come to Him. Oh no, He wants you to come to Him and just pour out your soul to Him. Just pour out your heart to Him. I mean, He is the one that can help you. He is the one that can strengthen you. He is the one that can give you victory. He is the one that can guide you. And I promise you, He is the one that can encourage you if you will allow it to happen. But you have to go to Him. Isn't it terrible usually when we get into a dark place that we want to go every place? When we want to go every place but to God. When we need to be going to Him first and foremost. When we need to shut everything else out of my life. I'm telling you, social media is not a good place to be when you're in, in a dark place. It's not a good place to go. You need to shut yourself off of social media when you get into a dark place. You're not going to find help there. Your help is not there. You're not going to find help there. And airing out all your problems is not going to, it's not going to help you a bit. 
Oh, come on. I mean, unloading on social media, on Facebook is not going to help you. It's not going to help you. The best thing to do is get completely off of social media and go get on your face somewhere and talk to the one that can do you some good. Oh, absolutely so. Yeah, he's the one we should run to. He's the one we should talk to. He's the one we should pour our heart out to. He is the one that we should trust. I mean, according to the power that worketh in us that are saved by the grace. But we also need to remember God's protection. God's protection. Uh, There's no doubt, uh, to me anyway, that God, I mean, sorry, that David probably looked back in his life and remembered how, as a shepherd boy, that God protected him from the lion and from the bear. Remember all that? Come on, and probably protected him over and over again. And God is there to watch over us. And God is there to protect us from our enemies. And God is there to protect us from ourselves. Because sometimes we just need protection from ourselves, don't we? Oh yeah, we can be our worst enemy. That's exactly true. Yes, absolutely so. And sometimes it's good to remember when God has protected us before. When you're sinking in despair and you become despondent along the way. Just think of the many things from which the Lord has protected you over and over again. Has washed over you and kept you from harm. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10 says, Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. God delivers us a lot more than we realize. I think when we finally get to glory, if we can look back on our life, if the Lord allows that, we're going to see so many times that God protected us. God was there. God had his hand on us. God guided us. God directed us. I mean, he was there protecting us all along the way. It's good to remember God's protection. But we also ought to remember his provision. In 1 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 24, the Bible says, Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. Listen, for consider how great things he hath done for you. How great things he hath done for you. You know, there's probably been a time in, 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 in every believer's life in this place and watching by live stream uh, that, you have, that you have looked for, for someone to share a testimony with how God has provided for you, how he's been there for you. I mean, a time of excitement. Let me tell you what God did in my life. Let me tell you what God is doing in my life. Come on, if you've ever been close to God, if you've ever truly been saved by the grace of God and been close to God, there's things in your life that have happened before and it's like only God could do that. I know that God did that for me. I know that God watched over me there. I know that God provided that for me. Absolutely so. And sometimes if, we're, if we go too long without that, we just need to go back and consider great things, the great things that He hath done for us. And if He has done it before, He can do it again. Come on, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm telling you, He is going to be there for us. Psalm 126 verse 3 says, The Lord hath done great things for us whereof we are glad. I love that verse. I love that portion of Scripture over there in Psalm 126. He's done great things for us whereof we are glad. Come on. Come on. The Lord has done great things, and man, we are happy about it. And that's the way we need to stay. Well, right now, though, I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about sometimes we have to look back, don't we? Come on, things may not be good right now. Things may look bleak right now. Things may be dark right now. It may be the storms may be raging in your life. But I'm telling you, there was a time that God was 
providing. There was a time that God was good. And sometimes we have to look back as the storm rages on, knowing that that same God is still alive and well, and He's going to bring us through this storm, and He will provide again. Oh, yes, absolutely. He's there for us. And He wants to do that. Sometimes we just need to remember. We need to remember those things. We definitely need to remember the Lord's presence. His presence. Look at verse 6 there. It says, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. And it says this, Selah. What's that Selah stuff? It means, uh, think about it. Meditate on it. Meditate on what? What he just said. Oh, come on, come on. He's talking about how he is despondent. And then he says this, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. Come on, it's like he's saying, I know you're there. Lord, it's dark and ugly in my life right now, but oh yeah, I know you're there. And my soul thirsteth, thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. When's the last time you got real thirsty for God? To be close to the Lord. Stretch forth my hands. We need to remember the Lord's presence. He's always there. He's always there. He's always, always there. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. He's there. Well, I tell you, don't feel like he's there. He's there. Well, I can't seem to find him. Neither could Job, but Job knew he was there. Hebrews 13, 5 says, Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That's one of the greatest promises in the Bible. And that means that no matter what we might be going through or how we feel about what we're going through, he's there. He's always there. We just need to get to that place where we stretch forth our hands after him. We need to get to that place that our soul thirsteth for Him. When we get to that place, we can uh, have a real revival in our soul. No, I'm telling you, we can have real revival in our life. You know, remembering what God has done should encourage your prayer life. Your prayer life. This psalm is not a psalm of testimony. It's, it's a psalm of prayer. Well, how do you know that? Because the way it starts out, hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications and thy faithfulness answer me and in thy righteousness. Hear my prayer, O Lord. And while verse 2 through verse 4 seem to focus on David's troubles that he's going through, we see that after we remember, uh, come on brain, after, after, we see after that remembering how God has worked, David begins to see God's face all anew, doesn't he? 
Remembering what God has done. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, after thee, as a thirsty land. See, when we remember what God's already done for us, it should encourage our prayer life. To go to Him, to talk to Him even more. You think about that for just a minute. Remembering what God has done should encourage us to bring our aggravation to Him in prayer. I'm going to say that again because I think I said it too fast and went right over some of your heads. Remembering what God has already done in our life should encourage us to bring our aggravation to Him in prayer. Well, I'm telling you, things are just going the way they are. And I, I tell you, I just don't know how I'm going to trust God through all of this. And, and you're aggravated. Yes, I'm just aggravated about all this stuff that's going on. I just don't. Well, go talk to God. He knows you're aggravated. Talk to Him about it. No, it should encourage us to go to Him about it. When we think about what He has done in our past, how He's been for us, uh, there for us in our past, I mean, we should, we should, we should go just be willing to take those things to Him. Uh, okay, think about this. Remembering what God has done for us, it should encourage us to bring our mindset to Him in prayer. Our, our mindset. Yeah, wherever you are in life right now. Lord, I'm aggravated. Take it to Him. Lord, I'm discouraged. Take it to Him. Lord, I'm despondent. Take it to Him. Lord, I'm just mad at what has happened in my life. Take it to Him. Lord, I'm worried about tomorrow. Take it to Him. He knows He's already there. No, take your mindset to Him. I just can't seem to get in a good mindset. That's why you need to take it to Him. I'm telling you, he can change your mindset, can't he? No, I'm, I'm talking about spending real time with him. He can change your mindset, can't he? Oh, absolutely so. That's our great God. He created you. He created you. Uh, he created you. No, I didn't forget. I already said it two times. He created you. He created you. He knows you. He knows where you are. Take your mindset to him. Turn it over to him. Trust in him. That type of thing, it should encourage our prayer. It should take it to Him in prayer. Remember what God has done should encourage us to bring our enemies to Him in prayer. David did. No, he, he did. And of thy mercy cut off mine enemies. Verse 9, deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Whatever your enemies might be. Okay, think about this. No, no, no. Well, I'm telling you, I don't have... No, no, so let me... Let me, let me don't, no, before you go too far. <clears throat> the enemies of uh, your Christian walk. The, the enemies of your prayer life. The enemies of your walk with God. No, what is it that keeps shutting you down from having a good walk with God? What is, what is it you keep stumbling over? It's, it's, it's your enemy. Talking about your spiritual life. What is it? 
take it to the Lord in prayer. I'm telling you, He's the one that can give you victory over those things. He is the one that can help you over all of those things. And of thy mercy, cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul. Well, I tell you what, there's some people I want to... What's the, let me stop you right there. <laughs> We're not talking about people. We're talking about enemies in your Christian walk, in your Christian life. We have enemies, don't we? Come on, whether it's a thought life, whether it's things we keep going back to with our eyeballs, whether it's things that we listen to that shouldn't. Take them to the Lord in prayer. Lord, destroy these things. Help me to be everything that you want me to be. Be there for me, Lord. Encourage our prayer life. Remembering what God has done should encourage us to bring our family to Him in prayer. If God saved your soul, set you free, helped you in your life, He can help your family too. He can make you the husband you should be, the wife you should be, the son you should be, the daughter you should be, the grandson you should be, the granddaughter you should be, the grandpa you should be, the grandma you should be. I'm telling you, oh, no, no, no. God can make us the family member that we we are supposed to be and he can help those in our family if we just keep taking them to him in prayer sure remembering what god has done should encourage us to bring our failures to him in prayer our failures One of the many, many things that I am very thankful for about God is that He doesn't kick us to the curb when we fail. And what He wants us to do when we fail is to come running to Him with those failures and tell Him, Lord, I don't want to do this again. Lord, help me, strengthen me, guide me, but I don't want to fail again. No, He wants us to bring those to Him because He is the one that can give us victory. He is the one that can help us. Come on, He is the one. No, no, He is the one that can pick us up and dust us off and put us back on track and get us back to that place that we need to be. Taking our failures to Him in prayer Oh, Lord, you've never failed me, and I'm so sick of failing you. Oh, Lord, you've always been there for me, but I tell you, I have this weak area, and it just seems like I can't get victory over it. And, Lord, I'm going to bring it to you, and I'm going to trust you to do in my heart and my life what you can only do. Yeah. Remembering what God has done should encourage us in our prayer life. But lastly, remembering what God has done should encourage your servant's heart. Your servant's heart. 
I'm thankful for the servants of Riverside Baptist Church. I mean that as sincerely as I can say it. In the remaining verses, the psalmist not only prays for deliverance, but he prays for light, and he prays for strength for the future. Look at verse number 8. It says, Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Now watch this. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. <clears throat> and he made another cry from his soul in verse number 10. Um, Teach me to do thy will. For thou art my God. Teach me. To do thy will. For thou art my God. David's ultimate desire is to serve God effectively. No, no, look at that very last of verse number 12. For I am thy servant. To serve God effectively. Cut off mine enemies and destroy them all that afflict my soul. Because I want to be the best servant I can be. For you. For I am thy servant. In this time of thankfulness, the season of thankfulness we are in today for the next couple of months, are, we, are you having a hard time finding something for which to be thankful? Why, why not remind yourself of what God has done for you? Just remind yourself what He's already done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. There is encouragement to be found in looking back at what God has done in your life. Truly. And as we remember, we will develop not only an attitude of gratitude, but we'll have a renewed hope in our lives. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what He has done before, He can do again. He just wants us to recognize it. And He wants us to acknowledge it. And He wants us to come to Him with everything. Everything. Trusting Him to do what only He can do. Being thankful for what God has already done. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word and the encouragement it brings to our lives. And we're thankful, Lord, that uh, You are a God that has never changed and never will change.
And that you're always there for us. You're just waiting for us to come to you with whatever might, well, with whatever we may need to carry to you. And Father, as we even open up the altars tonight, our, our great prayer and hope is that as you've spoken to people's hearts, that they would respond. There's folks in this auditorium that need to get up and come down here and talk to you about things that are going on in their life. And I pray they do so tonight, Lord. I pray they just determine to come and to get a hold of you. To get the answers they've been looking for. To gain the encouragement they need that can come from you. To help them to hold on until the storm passes by. And whatever needs to happen, I pray it will happen. And Lord, that we can leave out of this place tonight. Knowing that you're there for us no matter what's going on. And we can leave this place with a thankful heart for what you have done and are doing in our lives. Lord, bless this time of invitation. Help us. Help us, Lord. We pray, please. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's stand to our feet.